Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known. It won't be long Your life will pass by as a vapor And you will stand before the judgment seat of God And every secret deed and thought Every wrinkle, every spot will be in view Before the one who knows all things The Lord of Lord and King of Kings You know the one you never knew While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment That's to come Amen He is the shelter From the coming storm All creation shakes at the mention of His name. He has power over life and death. Every knee will bow and tongue confess. Heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father will you bow, will to his majesty he can save you from the might of all your sin this is the fight in which he stands in perfect victory while you have breath you have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come From the coming storm While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from all your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter From the coming storm He's the only shelter from the coming storm.
After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and they worshipped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, those in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The passage that I'm particularly interested in, although loving all of it, is found in Revelation, the seventh chapter, and the fourteenth verse. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm not called by God as a teacher. I'm not called by God as a pastor, even though I do teach and I do pastor. But my primary calling is that of an evangelist or a revivalist. You see, my primary interest is not to educate you. My primary interest is to get you prepared to enter into the kingdom of Jesus Christ and enter into the eternal realm of heaven. Now, there are many faults prophets, many false people saying, I have, I have the anointing. There are many deceivers. Some of you are going to be uncomfortable with what I'm going to share today. I make no apology, even though I tell you I didn't want to do this broadcast. I struggled much of the night with whether or not to share this with you because I know it's controversial, and some of you will become very upset by it. Some of you will just turn off the radio or turn off the YouTube. If that's what you need to do, it's all right. It's not personal for me. My job is simply to come and speak the Word of God with such unvarnished honesty that you will know that you have heard the word of God. This passage in the 14th verse of Revelation 7, and he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. Great tribulation is a code word for the tribulation that comes at the very end of time. Many today preach that that tribulation does not begin until the saints have been raptured off to heaven in a secret rapture. And they teach that the great tribulation begins 
when the horses of the apocalypse are released. I want to show you another perspective. I have read and reread almost on a daily basis the book of Revelation, Matthew, the seventh chapter, the sixth chapter, and many other passages trying to understand to get a hold of end time events. You see, my interest is not in drawing a chart of end-time events. My interest is preparing my heart and calling you to prepare your heart by washing your robe and making your robe white in the blood of the Lamb. That is, confessing your sins, repenting of those sins, and having them removed from you, so that you are righteous before a holy God and you can enter in. Now, let's turn to another passage. I'm going to share a number of passages with you this week. We're going to focus on this. We're going to take a deep dive into it. If you look with me in Matthew the seventh chapter. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Beginning in verse 13. Enter through the suffering gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small, or groaning, is the gate, and narrow, or suffering, the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. I'm very concerned about these false prophets these who call themselves the anointed ones. I want to be specific with you. I'm not going to name a lot of names, but I am going to name some names. Sid Roth, it's supernatural. It's false prophets. What they're doing is infomercialing their books, and their CDs to make money. When someone begins to talk about entering into the glory of God, when someone begins to talk about, I have the anointing of Azuzu Street. Really? No, they're liars. They're liars. And there are so many liars on the internet today preaching that I have the anointing. So many are coming saying, Lord, Lord. And they blow up this concept of anointing and of entering into the glory of God. I listened to a man yesterday I don't want to name him. I will. Bo Polney. Teaching that he is getting revelations from God and he has made many calls that are correct. But his teaching is that we are entering into a time where God's people are going to enter great prosperity and blessing. We are not. We are headed straight into the tribulation. These men cause me heartburn. 
because they are teaching the American church that they should be listening to men who have the prophetic gift, and now they're going to begin to tremble and shake, as I saw people doing in the so-called laughing revival in Toronto, Canada, where they were barking like dogs and hilarious laughter. Couldn't stop laughing, not because they'd overcome their sin, but because this kundalini spirit had fallen upon them. The same spirit that inhabits Buddhists and other pagans. Miracles were happening. Look, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm trying to say, look, we live at the end of time, and we'd better be very clear what the anointing of God is and what it is not. Now listen, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Now listen, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Oh, remember what I just read for you? Over here in Revelation, where it says, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. It does not say these are those who have a wonderful anointing and they have entered the glory of God. It doesn't say that. If you read carefully the book of First John, the third chapter particularly. Or you read Romans 6. Or many other passages of scripture. You will find that Jesus came for the purpose of destroying the devil's works. In your life. And in the world. Jesus did not come to give you his glory. He did not come to bring you into some kind of mystical experience where you can put your hand in the door and turn it and suddenly the door opens and all the prayers of the saints come rushing into heaven. That's foolishness. And it it grieves my heart to hear such foolishness. The, the concern of Jesus is that he wants to make righteous in reality God's people. Not as these deceivers teach that they can continue in their sin, enter into the glory of God. God's not going to see them. He's going to see Jesus. Who do they think is doing the judgment? Jesus is the judge of the earth. And so... We find in the seventh chapter of, of Matthew, he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, there are people, many people, who are going to think that they are saved, that they're on their way to heaven. But when they get there, they'll be at the judgment bar of God, and they'll be cast into hell. It says, only he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Many of the prophets today, they want to see, and they're asking for wonderful miracles to happen. 
and they talk about Azuzu Street, and they talk about the wonderful miracles that happened. Well, yes, miracles did happen, but that was not the primary focus of Azuzu Street. It was speaking in tongues and then recognizing total sanctification, total departure from all evil. If you read the, as I have, the newsletters out of Azusa Street, they've been published and you can read them. The issue was really, will you repent of your sin? As a man dressed, a pastor dressed in his finest suit on his way to Azusa Street to check it out. He's more than a block away and suddenly the Holy Spirit falls on him and he falls in the dust of the earth and he begins to weep loudly with groans as the Holy Spirit reveals his sin, the sin of pride and arrogance. He's humbled in the dirt and he cries to God for deliverance. Now, let me say this. Not because I'm somebody, I'm nobody. I sit on the lowest seat in the kingdom of God. I recognize that it's only those who are cleansed by the blood of Jesus who can enter in. It's only those who are cleansed by the blood of Jesus who can enter in. It is not those who can work miracles and signs. Now, certainly there were miracles at Azusa Street, but that was not the primary focus. The primary focus was to be sanctified wholly and as a sign of that sanctification to speak in tongues, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. I believe that the primary interpretation of this passage is the bitter storms of the tribulation are going to come on you and on me. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I believe Jesus was speaking about what's going to happen to the false prophets, to those who claim to be somebody. Can you imagine the shock of thousands of pastors and people when suddenly they have to recognize that they're right in the midst of the tribulation? And they're going to say, but why were we lied to? Why were we not told to prepare our hearts for eternity, to confess our sin, to repent of it, to get right with Jesus? Now, now listen. I'm on the lowest seat. I'm nobody. So I don't come to say this with any pride. But when I was just a boy, the Lord gave me a very clear vision of revival here in Washington. I didn't see miracles happening of healing, even though that may have been happening. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw men and women screaming, and weeping, cut down by the Holy Spirit to lay on their faces before Almighty God, to confess their sins, 
and to get right with Jesus. And then there was great explosive joy as they came through in victory and were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the revival I saw. When I speak about revival, I'm not talking about the glory of God coming down and filling everybody with happiness and joy and dancing and shouting, spitting. and No, I'm talking about repent, confess your sins, repent, get clean with God. Now, many years later, as I was pastoring the National Prayer Chapel, I again saw revival. This time I was walking up a stairway that led to the balcony. This stairway led directly to the platform of this large auditorium. I saw people rushing down that stairway so much in the vision, I had to step out of the way. I was fearful they would stomp on me. People rushing down getting on their faces before God, confessing their sins. Lines of people, that, we weren't preaching. It was lines of people confessing their sins and getting right with God. This is revival. Revival is being brought back to life, made righteous, forgiven of your wickedness, cleansed and made clean, walking now in victory, walking in the Holy Spirit. This is revival, not this foolishness being spoken of on Sid Roth or or other men and women who claim, well, we have the anointing of God. We have the anointing of Zuzu Street. No, you don't. You're a fraud. You're a fake. You're a liar. And the judgment of God is going to fall on you. Now, when I I go to the book of Matthew again, and we're going to go to Revelation. Believe me, we'll get there. Be patient with me. I need to lay this out very carefully. Matthew 23, verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets... And stone those sent to you. How how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord has not rejected the Jewish people. He is going to come. He's going to come to the Jewish people. He's already come to many, and they've become a part of the church. There's not a Jews and Gentiles. No, we are one in the body of Christ today, Jews and Gentiles. But then Jesus, he's leaving the temple, and he's walking away with his disciples. And they come up to him, and they call his attention to the buildings. And he said to them, do you see these things? I tell you the truth. Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. And as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the ages? Jesus answers, Watch out that no one deceives you. Do you remember Matthew 7? Jesus said, Watch out for the deceiving prophets. Now again, he's saying, Watch out that no one deceives you. The greatest concern of my heart is not the Antichrist. I know the end of the Antichrist. He will be cast into the fires of hell with the devil and with the false prophet. My greatest concern 
today are with the false prophets and false teachers, false anointed ones, who cause my people not to prepare, who cause the, the people of the Lord not to prepare their hearts for his coming. Please may I say it plainly? Jesus is coming again. And he's not coming secretly. Every eye will see him. It is a public coming. And many are going to die before he comes. Through intense persecution. Martyrdom. Now listen. Verse 6, and some say this is just reference to the destruction of Jerusalem. Wrong. Read it carefully. Don't be hidebound by some teacher or preacher. Don't believe me. Read Matthew 24 for yourself. Some of you are trusting in a secret rapture. (laughs) Do you know what? You can piece together this piece and that piece and a piece over here of Scripture and say, oh, see, now that means there's going to be a secret rapture. No, you're hidebound. False teaching. Nowhere in the Scripture does Jesus teach that he's going to come secretly. This whole philosophy that says suddenly a plane is going to be flying and the man is going to be at the pilot seat and suddenly he will disappear and leave all of his pilot clothes in the seat. That's a fantasy. It's not real. It's a lie. It's not going to happen that way. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that. Now watch what the scriptures do say. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming, I am the Christ. Well, please, Christ means Messiah. But it can also mean, I am the anointed one. And many are coming today saying, I am the anointed one. I am the prophet. I am the teacher. I am anointed with the Zuzu Street. I am the anointed one. He's saying, many are going to come saying foolish things like that. They will deceive many. And many today are being deceived by these false prophets. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all of these are the beginning of birth pangs. Now, watch this very carefully. What I just read for you and what I'm going to read for you is a description in different words of the seals of revelation being opened. The same things are said there. Verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. It doesn't say you will be secretly raptured so you don't have to face persecution. I'm telling you now, please hear me clearly. Prepare your hearts because we are going into full-blown persecution before the Antichrist even shows up. We are headed into full-blown 
persecution. It's already happening in many parts of the world. Do you think America is some special place where the persecution will not come? No, the persecution is going to be worldwide. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Christians are going to be hated by all nations. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Again, false prophets are going to come and deceive many people, and they're going to teach things that are not found in the Scriptures. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. What is the end? The coming of Jesus. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The end he's speaking of is his coming again in the clouds of glory. So then, when you see standing in the holy place, and now begins scripture that describes for the Jewish people the destruction of the city of Jerusalem under Titus in A.D. 70. Now let's go down and pick up again where it begins to speak about the end of days. It says, For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. Now, some people say that's what happened when Titus came to destroy Jerusalem. Wrong. That was nothing compared to the destruction of the earth by water in the flood, when only 12 people survived. Verse 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. We're entering into a time of incredible tribulation. We're not entering into a time of great prosperity. We're entering into a time of destruction. Verse 23, at that time, if anyone says, look, Here is the Christ, or there he is. Do not believe it, for false Christs. Meaning again, also, anointing. The word Christ means Messiah, but it also means anointing. False anointings. False prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles and deceive even the elect if that were possible. See, I've told you ahead of time. So we're coming into a time when these false prophets and false anointed ones are going to work incredible, incredible miracles. And already... We're being told that we're coming by false prophets into a time when God's power is going to be poured out in such amazing miracles of God, such as have never been done before. No, please, please hear my cry to you. Don't put your faith in miracles, signs, or wonders. Put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Put your faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Put your faith in what Jesus can do in washing you clean of your sins, of giving you a new heart, of preparing you to come out of the great tribulation. He goes on. See, if anyone tells you, there he is out in the desert, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Oh, there's someone with incredible anointing in the inner room. You need to come and listen. No, you don't. Stay away. 
Now listen to this. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even to the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus' coming is going to be like lightning from east to west. Everyone will know. And I'll read for you in a minute in Revelation where it talks about this. Immediately after the distress of these days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send his angels. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who has the glory? Do you? Do I? No, the glory is not for us. The glory is for Jesus Christ. He is the glorious one. He is the Savior. He is the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. At that time, at what time? A time of great difficulty a time of death and destruction, a time of persecution and murder of God's people. But it says he's going to cut short that time or no one would survive it. How do you look at all of this and not be terrified? I know only one way. And that is to have your trust absolutely and completely no longer in man, in preacher, in prophet, but in Jesus Christ and him alone. To know whether you live or die, it does not matter because you are going to be with Jesus. And he is coming in the clouds of glory and every eye is going to see from the east to the west the glorious coming of our master. Verse 30, at that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. There was no secret rapture. There was no sneaking off the earth. This is all public, open to the whole world. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. We are seeing these things now, wars and rumors of war. We are seeing famines in the world. We're seeing earthquakes. We are at the beginning of birth pangs right now. We may even be entering now into the tribulation, the great tribulation. I'll show you why this week. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things has, have happened. I understand that, and, and we could... We could discuss that, but I understand this to mean that when all of these things begin to happen, it will be that generation that will see Jesus come in the clouds of glory. I praise God I'm of that generation. I don't know if I'll be martyred in the in the great tribulation or whether by the grace of God I'll be carried through, but I trust him. 
I trust Jesus. Death holds no fear for me. It's hell that holds fear for me. It's being deceived. I've been crying out to God all morning, don't let me be deceived. I mean, these false prophets, they're speaking words that are so comforting and so smooth and and so confidently oh we're going to get to go to heaven before the great tribulation we're going to be out of here i even hear christian people saying don't worry we're going to be taken out of here before anything bad happens well tell me what are the chinese people saying about that they're rotting in prison they're being murdered their their organs are being cut out of them and sold on the open market. What are the people in Iran saying? What are the people in many parts of the earth? What are they saying? They're already in intense persecution. They're already losing their lives. They're already being killed. You think America is some little safe haven where where God is going to just overlook the murder of so many babies and and the wars and the violence that this nation has done? Do you think God's just going to overlook all of that and not bring judgment and punishment? No. I tell you very frankly... I don't have all the information down. I'm still struggling. I'm still praying. I'm still reading. I'm still, but I'm doing one thing, and it's what I urge you to do. Humble your heart before Almighty God. Humble your heart. Give up your hidebound beliefs and read the scriptures for yourself and ask yourself, What does this Matthew 24 really mean? It says the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, the son of man, the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the son of man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. You better be ready to meet Jesus and not trust in the word of some pastor. Don't trust in my word either. Trust in the word of God. Believe what it says. Forget about your doctrinal issues. Focus on Jesus and preparing for eternity. You're going to go into a great tribulation here in America very shortly. We're going to see incredible things that we didn't believe possible in America. We're rushing toward the destruction of this nation. No one knows about the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. Why didn't they know what was going to happen? Because they would not listen to 200 years of preaching godly, holy revival from from Noah. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. In other words, the judgment will separate us. He says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know what day your Lord will return. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. And then the ten virgins are next in chapter 25. 
And basically it says half of the church is not going to be prepared and will cast into hell and outer darkness. I think it may have been half of the church one day, but today it's not nearly going to be half of the church. Much more than half of the church in America is already so apostate and so convinced that they're right in their foolish beliefs that they're going to miss all of the judgments and all of the pain and all of the persecution. No, please hear me. We are going into persecution. And your eyes need to be on Jesus Christ. And if you have any known sin in your heart, you better get that out in the open before Jesus And if your sin is against the church or against someone, you need to go to them and repent and make restitution. If you have cut people off and condemned them falsely, you need to make restitution. You need to deal with the anger and the bitterness of your heart. You need to deal with all of the sin of your heart the coldness, the lukewarmness. You've got to get right with Jesus. Well, tomorrow we're going to dive right into the book of Revelation. It will say exactly what you've been hearing in Matthew 24. They match because they were spoken by Jesus. So I come today pleading. Will you get serious with Jesus? Will you put away your sin? Will you stop believing false doctrines that tell you, don't worry, you're going to go right on through. You're not going to be persecuted. We're not special. Jesus is the one who is special. And he's got this all worked out in glory but it's his glory, not ours. We're out of time for today. Today is the 16th. This month is going by very quickly, and we don't have in place the money to pay for the radio. It is increased a bit this month. Please write to me if the Holy Spirit prompts you to give, and give hilariously as the Holy Spirit calls you. Write to me, Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, it's Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22. One nine five. I also invite you to go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I want you ready with me to go to heaven. He's coming soon. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Present you blameless before the presence of his glory.